You're listening to a Ruah podcast from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada, located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I'm your host, Jamie Howison. This past Sunday, April 25th, was the fourth Sunday in Eastertide, sometimes known as Good Shepherd Sunday, because the gospel text is always drawn from the 10th chapter of John, And the psalm is always the 23rd psalm. Now, I can't read the 23rd psalm without being drawn to recall an experience I had with Dr. Alfred Bell back in 1999. Alf, by this time, was at retirement age, but he hadn't yet retired. He was still providing interim ministry coverage as pastor of a Baptist congregation in Winnipeg. He'd spent the whole of his vocation as a Baptist pastor, sometimes in congregational settings, but most often in the context of prison chaplaincy. He had been a a mentor and a sounding board at various times throughout my own ministry, but in this instance, a time when my parish was facing a deep crisis and one that was really unsettling me, I turned to him with very particular needs. I wrote about that conversation that we had in a book co-written with Steve Bell, Alf's son, called I Will Not Be Shaken, A Songwriter's Journey Through the Psalms. In that book, we explored the various psalm-based songs that Steve had written and recorded over the years. The idea was that he would provide the lyrics, and some songwriter's notes as to where each particular song had come from, and I would provide brief theological or pastoral reflections on each of the songs. The one that I think both of us would agree ended up being the most striking of my contributions was the one on the 23rd Psalm, reflecting on a song called Shepherd of Life. I'd encourage you to consult the show notes where you can find a link to some more information on this project, which is both a published book and a collection of recordings in CD form or for download. Once I've finished reading my chapter on Shepherd of Life, I'll simply end by playing Steve's recording. Without question, one of the most well-known and highly sentimentalized of all the psalms, the 23rd is counted by Walter Brueggemann as one of the psalms of new orientation. This is perhaps ironic, because this psalm is so often used to express or evoke some feeling of overall confidence and pastoral comfort. It is widely requested for funerals, often by grieving families who have relatively marginal connections to the community of faith. References to the shepherd, green pastures, the valley of the shadow of death, and to dwelling in the Lord's house all seem to make this the psalm du jour for such occasions. I say there's an irony here because, for all of its pastoral prettiness, the psalm also has a quality of resilient, almost rugged faith. The language is evocative, but what it finally evokes is a sense of the steadfastness of faith in a God who is faithful even in the darkness. 
to turn once again to Brueggemann, quote, The reason the darkness may be faced and lived in is that even in the darkness there is one to address. The one to address is in the darkness, but is not simply a part of the darkness. Because the one has promised to be in the darkness with us, we find the darkness strangely transformed, not by the power of easy light, but by the power of relentless solidarity. This is precisely what the psalmist knows, such that whether in green pasture or darkest valley, there is trust in that solidarity. Remember, here the banquet table is set even in the presence of enemies, which is not an expected image produced by a writer who is still reorienting his faith. Which leads me to recall a story from a time in my life and ministry that can only be described as one of deep disorientation. A former pastor of the parish I was ministering in had been brought up on a series of criminal charges related to the sexual molestation of a dozen complainants. The parish community found itself wrestling with very difficult and painful questions. The fact that he'd been gone from the community for more than a dozen years, having been dismissed from active ministry due to an earlier conviction, hardly removed the sting, as we now had to face the reality that one of our own had been a serial offender. Add to this situation the general rule that trauma triggers trauma, and those were hard days indeed. I contacted Steve's father, Dr. Alf Bell, to arrange a conversation. Alf has extensive experience and expertise working with convicted sexual offenders, and was the ideal resource for sorting out pastoral strategies. We met for lunch in a quiet restaurant and spent the first 45 minutes going over some of the literature on working through such issues. At the end of a very helpful, though largely theoretical, conversation, Alf pushed back from the table and began to speak of my personal need for spiritual resources. I know that some people find writers like John of the Cross to be great spiritual helps, but I always turn to the Psalms. I particularly like the 23rd Psalm, which I think comes right out of David's experience as a shepherd. Why don't you just close your eyes, Jamie, and let me talk to you about this Psalm? And so right there in that restaurant, I closed my eyes and began to listen. Imagine yourself as one of the lambs, living with the flock in good green pasture land, with fresh clear water in the nearby stream. Life is good there, and the shepherd is your guarantee of safety. Weeks pass, though, and you notice that the grass is drying, and the stream is becoming muddy and warm. The rains aren't falling, and things aren't quite so good. The grass is prickly in your mouth, and the water fails to quench your thirst. And one day, the shepherd gets up, takes staff in hand, and begins to move the flock. Up the hills you all move, higher and higher, toward a mountain pass. The climb is steep, 
You begin to lose your enthusiasm for this life. A couple of times you lag behind the flock, and when you do, the shepherd is there to push you on with his staff. When you're so tired, and you don't even know where you're headed, that staff against your flank just hurts. By the time you reach the pass, it has become dark. The fading sunlight is lost behind the high rock walls, and it's cold and miserable. Tired and despondent, you lie down, thinking it might be better just to stay there and die. It is at this point that an old sheep comes over to talk to you. He's made this trek before. He knows that on the other side of the pass is another valley, and in that other valley the grass will be better. The spring-fed stream will be running. He's learned that this shepherd knows what he's doing, and that the prods and pushes of his staff are expressions of that knowing. The old sheep speaks only two simple sentences. I've done this before, keep moving, and then just stay close to the shepherd. There was a long pause, and I slowly opened my eyes. Alf's eyes were dancing with light. I'm the old sheep, Jamie. Just stay close to the shepherd. All through that challenging time, Colleagues would ask if I was seeing a counselor, or if I had a spiritual director. No, I would say. I've got something better. I've got an old sheep. This is Steve Bell, Shepherd of Life. Staff and his rod, he is here to comfort my fears. Though I walk through the valley, I walk with his hand in mine. Thought I. My last breath in the shadows of death, but I'm still here, safe on the other side. Was here with the waters beside, cool in the grasses I lie. Shepherd of life There's a table laid 
There's a cup in which joy overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow. All the days of my life, here with the waters beside, cool in the grasses I lie. Here with my Lord, who gently restores and leads me. Oh. Uh.